watch any of One Piece. We are! Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, a One Piece rewatch podcast. Uh, my name is Joe, I am currently caught up with the anime, and I'm joined as always by Jory. How are you, Jory? I'm, I'm, I'm doing One Piece. You're, I'm doing One Piece. I, I just realized as I was doing that that intro how similar I make it to the <laughs> intro for my Kingdom Hearts podcast. I don't know if that's good or not. One Piece, Kingdom it, Hearts, it what's the difference? It's the same shit. I made a joke before. I think I ended up c- cutting it out of the episode because I was embarrassed. But um, I, I mentioned uh, having this idea floating around in my head about a Five Nights at Freddy's podcast. And making the joke that all of my podcasts are just about these franchises that are too long and have too much going on and people end up hating them because of it. Um, <laughs> it's, and it's a, it's a pretty good through line, I think, for, um, for a portfolio. So, um, this is the first time we've recorded um, for this, this weekly episode thing we're going to try. Hopefully that takes off and feels comfortable. Um, so we're just going to be talking about a couple episodes in this one, which we'll see how that goes. So we started the Skypea arc. Tell me your your initial reactions and uh, how that that introduction went for you. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's interesting. I believe at, when we were talking about Jaya, you mentioned that um, Oda has multiple times like kind of written out what he believes to be kind of the closing end point to One Piece, and this definitely feels like one of them because they're introduced to like a fantastical sky world with all this crazy technology and stuff, and it definitely mm-hmm. feels like a getting towards the end kind of thing because everything seems otherworldly in Skypea. Yeah, it's it's bizarre because it the show, especially when you get to like Alabasta and Skypea, it feels so much like it's ramping up to a climax, but it it's so hard because even when I started watching this show, um, like I knew that it was like maybe two, like eighths, I think at the time. So it's it it's a bizarre feeling watching it so far after the point. Um, it, it's also bizarre just in general. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I I read. Um, recently that Oda kind of views these arcs in a, in a very amusement park type feel. And I think that's a really good way of viewing how different the tone and setting is in every arc. And um, I think, I think that'll set in way more once we get like through thriller bark and some of the later stuff. But um, even so far, I think it's just a really simple really simplified way of wrapping your mind around like oh yeah everything's completely different every time they go to a new place <laughs> um kind of like sections of a amusement park or something that makes sense so i think the last time we actually talked about one piece um sojaya would have been i think we cut it off on the pillar of water um because i think a to be continued flew out of something Yes, uh, as they were, like, rocketing up the pillar of water, it was playing We Are, and you're just, like, on the edge of your seat, screaming, like, yeah, this is awesome! So, it's a good, like, in-between point. Yeah, so where does where does that where does that take our... I was going to say boys, but there's not just boys. Um, <laughs> where, do, where does that take our, our, our straw hat friends? It uh, takes them up into the sky, 
which just has clouds that function like water. And it's not, interesting. Not just like you can sail through them, but if you have devil fruit powers, you can't swim in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, interesting <laughs> properties um to that. I think they they probably name all these types of clouds um later on in a couple episodes. Which I I vaguely remember the the different types because I think there's like a solid type that land can be on and then yeah there's the water there's like one. they have like special they're obviously like different than just clouds that you're gonna look up in the sky and see but it's mm-hmm. it's just it, it's neat how this whole place just functions pretty much the same but it's they're clouds instead of water <laughs> yeah and it's this it's this completely different like culture um technology is different um i think I want to say there's a different race up there. Um, I'm not sure how different or how it really fits into the the greater mythos of anime evolution or whatever that is in this universe. I don't think that they're, like, human completely. Like, they they look like... There's also just, like, because it's anime, there's weird-looking people sometimes, like the goat guy that uh, (laughs) was in... Usopp's village, but like all the people have like these weird antenna with their hair, and they just have like a complete. It's just like a completely different culture, and it's weird. Yeah, it seems to be there are traits of being from Sky Islands, but it's <laughs> it's really vague. Like it doesn't necess- <laughs> like they seem to be humans, but they have. <laughs> wings and very particular types of hairstyles and things like yeah. that. So it's probably just not as <laughs> it's not cut, important. cut and dry. Yeah. It's kind of like how in Dragon Ball the king of the world is a an- anthropomorphic dog named King Furry. So <laughs> <laughs> just one of those things where you don't it's really just question like it. It's just it's just it's just yeah. a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not a huge a huge detail. It's um God, it's just like I just recorded, uh, got it memorized yesterday. So my mind is very much in that mindset of like every single detail, <laughs> um, is important. But it's it's not quite the same with One Piece. Um, <laughs> shonen anime is a bit different than well, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is kind of shonen, but let's let's not get into it. I'm reading this this blurb and it says Usopp almost falls out. Um, so let's focus on that yeah. detail. So. Usopp, like, he falls out, he basically, like, falls into the clouds and starts plummeting because, I, like, they wanted to swim and test it out, and then Usopp just kind of fell in and almost fell down into the ocean where he would die, and they did something really cool where Luffy, like, shot his arm down, and then Robin was able to put eyes on his arm so she could, like, see and tell him Luffy how to navigate his arm, which I think up until this point, we only understood that Robin could make arms on people. So I mm-hmm. feel like her devil fruit power actually just allows her to, like, replicate body parts on other people. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's mainly hands and, I think, legs. Uh, yeah. Cause but those, this is, this those is definitely are gonna, one of the more interesting things. Yeah, those are obviously going to be the most practical. You're not going to get much use in battle, like, sprouting a bunch of heads or something. So, mm. <laughs> as as a pirate, you're going to get more use out of, like, being able to kick someone's ass with 15 feet. 
or yeah. <laughs> choke like an army of people out with your with a bunch of arms. Yeah, it's pretty sick. She's <laughs> so overpowered. Um, I'm I'm perpetually upset about how low her bounty is through this entire series. Um, I. I like I just I like how we've talked about this like even just with Buggy how we're introduced to Luffy's power and I'm like huh that's pretty neat and then everyone else's devil fruit power is just like over the top like crazy overpowered compared to his mm-hmm. <laughs> and I th- I think I think they'd be I don't know if it's because we see all of the all of their potential in such a short time like especially with Buggy Robin not so much um I think Robin's power is just so good I think um. <laughs> I don't remember when this was or why, but I th- I'm pretty sure in an interview Otis said that if he could have any devil fruit that he had written, it would be Robin's. And I'm pretty sure his reason is because he'd be able to draw manga much faster. So <laughs> um, which I don't blame him. He does not sleep very much because he makes so much One Piece. I've seen some of the like more recent panels and like the two-page spreads that are super detailed. Like He obviously puts a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty intense schedule he gives himself. I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, he doesn't take uh, nine month long breaks to play Idol Master like another manga artist does. So that's I don't know who that is. It's the but... artist for Berserk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I could just go on about the perpetual torment about that, but I don't get that from One Piece, thank God. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily you're gonna have One Piece forever that's the best um, part mm-hmm. uh so let's slide ahead to let's just assume usopp's dead usopp doesn't make it <laughs> yeah um, so he's gone the, forever <laughs> rip usopp uh the crew is attacked by somebody and yeah then, they're and then and then sequentially saved by someone else equally weird and confusing it's just it's kind it's they just like this beginning of this arc is just a barrage of what's going on because a weird like tiki guy on a sky surfboard with rockets on it comes after them with a bazooka and then another guy um who's like (laughs) riding on a bird and is an old man comes flying by and stops them and it's uh pretty fantastical out the gate yeah (laughs) it's pretty good though the night of the sky is pretty chill Uh, (laughs) he seems like a pretty cool guy yeah i'd party with him (laughs) um he's cool i want to say he explains some stuff about the or am i right am i wrong i don't remember yeah he he kind of explains like the um that be- that since they're from the blue sea there's no there's like adjusting to the altitude way up, up into the sky it's going to be difficult for them and uh he he also like mentions that he's a mercenary so he can protect them but uh he's asking for the kind of money that these people use instead of what uh the blue sea uses so everyone's just kind of confused um, but they kind of, he also shows off, which is the most, like, upsetting thing <laughs> about him, is that his, his bird ate, uh, the, a devil fruit that allows him to turn into a horse, and 
when when you think of a Pegasus, you think of like a a beautiful, like pristine, prestigious horse with wings and everything. But it just looks like a a goofy horse with wings <laughs> instead yeah, of like good. the idealized version that a lot of people would have. Yeah, doesn't it have like a really sweet silhouette? Like yeah, as you see it, it's like <laughs> that has a doofy doofus. horse face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, those those visual gags are the best. Um, <laughs> at, at least when they're actually funny. There's definitely occasions where they're not, but <laughs> yeah. So they figure out they're not actually on Skype proper yet. Yeah, that's that's some, one of the weird things that I'm. That I suppose is probably maybe I miss, missed over it, but Skype it refers to a specific section of like this sky world and not just the name for the sky world. Mhm. Yeah, it's which, pretty much I think one what's just one of the sky continents. Um Yeah. Uh and there's a, and I think they're in sort of a sky sea that's a bit just separate if I remember yeah. correctly. Um There's some interesting mechanics to the sky islands that uh uh, it's it's a very detailed world, and I think it's it's detailed way more than it needs to be, and I think that's part of the reason it's so weird is because Sky Islands, um, after you learn that they're not as spectacular and incredulous as everyone built it up to be, um, we like we go into the such detail like oh it's a you know a whole culture that we get to learn about and it's. It's cool, and we learn about it, and then it really doesn't ever come up again. <laughs> um, I mean, like, occasionally we'll see some, or we'll meet people from them, but it's not, like, it's not as important as some of the other cultures that we learn about, or some of the other places we learn about, in the grand scheme of One Piece, at least now. Maybe Oda could fucking flip the script soon, yeah. or something I, in the I, next I, ten years, but... I could definitely see why, like... It's weird that all this is built up, and that, but it it also kind of makes sense that this place is legend to a lot of people in the blue ocean. So like, it's not gonna come up as much when you're down there, just because not a lot of people are aware that it's a thing. So it's just two completely like separated worlds almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it 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 has this weird tension, and I think rather than resolve it, it just sort of fades away and we get immersed. And I don't know yeah. if that's for better or for worse. Um, and but... it, it's also, because it also is just, it kind of felt like just like a detour because they they just got done with uh, all the Alabasta stuff and then they, they find out about a Sky City and Luffy's like, I want to go there. So they go there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not quite the the ramping up progression you would expect. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's going to be a problem again until Thriller Bark, where it's just sort of like, hey, something's coming up instead of what you had in mind. But um, I think that the key difference between that and this is they didn't have anything in mind. Um, <laughs> they kind of just stopped at Jaya because it was in their path. With yeah. <laughs> no goal other than to keep going forward, and the Sky Island caught Luffy's attention. So there's there's a, there's a couple of reasons that all sort of chalk up to a, a vague weirdness with Skypea, but um, contained. It's it's a lot of good stuff happens. It's pretty cool. Um, so 
they get to this border that gets them, I guess, into the upper level. Is it straight to Skyria yeah. from there? I believe so. Because what it is is it's a place called Heaven's Gate, which kind of ties in with it being in the clouds and everyone seems vaguely angelic with like the wings and kind of like a halo. Yeah, that's a very strong theme. I think it's strange to call it Heaven's Gate when there was a cult called Heaven's Gate, but I I don't think Oda knows enough about American cults to care or like cross-check that. <laughs> I haven't even heard of it. So now I'm going to think it's even weirder. <laughs> but she, it's, she's it's, like it's, it's weird all the the heaven aesthetic, but most of it seems to be from one source that we'll learn about in a minute. And there's she's asking for a toll there because she's like the vector. And there, she's asking for one billion of the money that they use, and none of them, they they don't have that currency. So there's like, well, we can't pay that. Shows them, oh well, go ahead. I mean, I can't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> and they they just they shoot up in a giant cloud waterfall type thing, and she basically lets. Uh, a god know that they're entering illegally and that's kind of that's where the uh, it ends there which it, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's pays off not long after that but it's just weird that they're like she's like yeah i can't i'm not a guard i can't stop you go ahead <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's it's kind of i think it builds up this that tension and then it just sort of ends up being sort of a punchline to the end of it yeah um uh but i mean it does i guess end up uh contributing to this like they immediately in the first episode they're like mentioning this god character and <laughs> it ends up being pretty important um so let's see i don't remember what the speedy shrimp are but that's a good name i'm sure they're <laughs> great i think skype when they first get to skypea it's a lot of just sightseeing and pointing and ooing and eyeing. And... Yeah, they uh they take the time to explain everything. They meet up with a girl named Conus. At least I think that's how it'd be pronounced. <laughs> and they uh basically just like show them around and explain to them like their culture and how it's just a different world. They have like weird fruit and weird foods. Kind of explain how all the techno how everything works with the technology. And there it's just things called dials, which look like shell like hermit crab shells that each of them just do different things like some of them will power ships which is like the ships that uh nolan mentioned in his book was that like the different dials will propel forward kind of like a a, a jet on them there's some yeah, dials that, that can like record air yeah there's like heating dials for using on an oven there's like ones that'll play music. It's just that's what their society revolves around is the dials. Mm-hmm. They're interesting. I wish they were utilized more um, outside of Skypea, but even just within Skypea, I think they're really cool. And for the most part, Usopp benefits from this. Yeah, because um, <laughs> he doesn't have a whole lot going for him, so technology is definitely his. His his it's gonna benefit him a lot. Um, something about Sanji thinking Konus is an angel, 
which is fair, considering yep. the situation they're in. And, and Sanji, because it's a pretty lady, he does the, the Sanji thing of being in love with him. But it, it's, oh, yeah. it's always fun because, like, no one ever seems to, like, notice that he's, like, doing it. Like, yeah, he's pretty much just ignored. It's not even, it's, like... He's not even, like, beat up for it, really, or, like, yeah. people telling him to knock it off or, like, calm down. They just, like, pay no mind to it. Like, the, the women don't even seem to realize it, or if they do, they pay no attention to it and just continue, like, it's a normal conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't think of... <laughs> I can't think of any time that he's really been successful <laughs> with anyone, which is... And it's it's a bit different than the that gag and like say I think Pokemon is probably the one that I'm most familiar with. Where yeah, or every time Brock, Brock has does a similar it, he gets thing, like punched by Misty or something like they're like yeah, knock he, it off. Yeah, he gets like beat <laughs> over the head and uh, it's acknowledged. Like the girls, yeah, sort of like laugh it off and t like they won't be upset about it. But like literally, people just don't notice Sanji, <laughs> and yeah. I think it's. The perfect way to handle it, <laughs> if you're going to have that gag at all. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's a scene in this episode where um, Nami has too many toes. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> Little trivia for you. Um, so let's talk about the waiver, because that's pretty cool. That's, that's their like, little boat things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, like a, yeah. it's basically a jet ski. Um, yeah, with a pr <laughs> pr propelled by the the dial technology. Yeah, um, it's a cloud jet ski. Mm -hmm. Where they also realize that they found one on um when they're looking at that ship that fell from the sky. That it, it's cool that that ship they found had more to do with than just something fell from the sky. Let's go to the sky. Mm -hmm. like, Which there's is it a weird actually, like, jump of off. logic, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's nice to know that there's, you know, a couple connections proving that that ship was really from where they're at. Um, yeah, and is is there anything important between those conversations and um, we get into the conversation about the upper yard and this god character? So that happens in the episode after, mm. where, because Nami, like, Nami's the only one who could figure out how to use the waiver very well, because she's a navigator, so it kind of comes naturally to her, and she starts heading off and having fun exploring with it. She just kind of ends up at that upper yard type place, mm -hmm. where, uh, and as she's, like, heading that direction and taking a while... Uh, it's getting explained to the crew about that the upper yard is forbidden and that's where God is, like, the God, or, like, it, it's weird how they phrase it because some, like, some ways they'll say the almighty God or, like, just God, and even Chopper, mm -hmm. like, had that response of, like, the God lives there. Which it's yeah, it, they it's, it's never it's, mentioned like religion in One Piece at all. This is so. pretty much the only time <laughs> that I can think of, and it's it's interesting because they're definitely they're acting as if they're familiar with the concept, but they're confused <laughs> that people are talking about God as if it's a person who lives <laughs> down the street. Um, yeah, because because I mean it is, and it's weird. Um. Also, what's weird is when the police show up, 
uh and it's like <laughs> god's police <laughs> yeah the there's some implications there, but we'll, um... The, the police are, are weird. I, I Before I get to the police, you should talk about Nami's little adventure on in, like, this upper yard area, which, from what we're shown, is a bunch of these bounty hunter-looking people, like, chasing after a red-headed pirate guy, and, uh... It's... It's it's just interesting that there's something like going on on this island. She's Nami's led over because she heard like people talking about treasure, and because she likes treasure, she's like ooh, and goes over there. But it turns out to be a bird landing on a dial that replays a recording of people talking about treasure. So she's like tricked, mm-hmm. and we see the this like pirate guy get cornered. And, like, yelling at Nami about how, like, you need to get out of there and to help him because it's terrifying. He was there for treasure, but he kind of regrets it. And then just a giant sky death beam comes and, uh... (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) Very. Uh... (laughs) That's, um... That's a pretty... Quick way to get fucked up is when <laughs> yeah, just when God smites you. Yeah, there's not really much you can do about that. It's, it's difficult to counteract. Um, <laughs> this this arc does an interesting job of setting up this this power that the God has. It um, I want I, I'm gonna check in with you periodically to because I'm I'm curious what you think of him so far like like at at what point i'm like i I think this is an interesting arc where it's like is it is it god is it really god are they gonna beat up god um and i'm curious it's because it's not hard to believe at, at, at the same time even though like uh especially like the way everyone takes it so seriously and um how it's it's so elusive for a long time until we know anything about who this god is. Have you ever watched Axe Cop? Axe Cop? I haven't. I've seen Inferno oh. Cop, which is probably better. <laughs> Axe Cop. Are you familiar with what Axe Cop is? Because it just reminded me of one of the episodes of the show. Uh, no, but I'm oh. curious of the comparison. <laughs> so what What Axe, what Axe Cop was originally a webcomic where... Uh, there's, like, a big age gap between an older brother who's, like, in his late 20s and his younger brother who's, like, six, seven years old. And he's, like, visiting his parents and, like, playing with his brother and found it, like, the little like little kid, like, storytelling, like, fighting logic was really funny. So he decided to, like, keep doing this, like, playing with his brother and, like, having these adventures with a character called Axe Cop. And he drew, like, really dramatic um comics for it. So it'd be, like, a really detailed battle sequence, and then Axe Cop will say something like, Fireball that envelops the Earth but only kills the bad guys. And like, just <laughs> dumb kid stuff like that. <laughs> and it just... There's one one episode of the show where there's an evil Santa Claus who, like... Of course. ...takes hostage of the good Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh... 
the best part of the episode is he's flying his evil like, sleigh up to the sky, and he says he's going to heaven to kill God and become <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Before you got to that part, it was sounding like a fucking Kingdom Hearts world. So, um, it might as well be. Yeah. Ah, no, they made a heartless Edisena. That's not out of the expectations of Kingdom Hearts. Um, but, yeah, just that's the only other time I've heard of people fighting gods. So. Um, it's actually, it's a pretty common trope in, like, JRPGs and stuff. So, uh, I'm not super unfamiliar with it there's a there's a lot of games i've played where there's sort of like a godly power or um something equivalent to a god where it's like oh well they're bad and you have to stop it and it's like impossible but then you do it because that's a fucking video game Um, yeah so having it in one piece is very (laughs) interesting because it's sort of very believable (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) that it could happen but um we'll 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 check in with that that through line because <laughs> i'm very it's interesting um the different readings you can get of it but uh especially considering what we're about to get into when 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 the cops show up uh <laughs> um and we get uh uh this that we learn that this this god his name is anel um, he, he knows everything. He's always watching, like, and especially considering he's, uh, he's, you know, supposedly in the upper yard or whatever, like he's nowhere near, but he can like pinpoint these attacks, which is, yeah. um, pretty Im- impressive if it's not like a God or something, just, just the, the literal omnipresence of it is interesting. So yeah, fucking there, Conus comes over and says like, God is watching you. <laughs> Uh, flee and um, Zoro's an atheist. He tips his uh, fedora and um, because he said he, he says he doesn't care about those. He doesn't. He has anything against yeah. those who believe. Um, but um, I I, I kind of feel like the most of the world should probably be like Zoro because this is the only time it's come up. Mm-hmm. So even though I just like I don't get it. A- I don't care if you guys get <laughs> yeah. it. but I don't get yeah. it. Like, it, this is kind of an epiphany for me that I think would be interesting to see, like, an arc where they have to deal with, like, a uh, Inquisition-type thing going on on an island. I think that'd be interesting to see Luffy fight fight religion. <laughs> mm. <But laughs> this is, I think, this is the closest we get. There's a lot of fascist re- regimes that um, <laughs> Luffy punches. But... Yeah, this is, this is a... This is a real good one because, mm-hmm. uh, as we've been mentioning, when the cops get there, they come up and they're like, "You've committed an uh, a crime of the, uh, oh, uh, like uh, is like a a fifth degree crime." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I the the phrase that I'm reading is that they're they're carrying out heaven's judgment, um, <laughs> which is pretty intense. <laughs> that um, really is especially with like how goofy these guys are and mm-hmm. like it's it's yeah, the, brought up kind of silly but they're like bringing down heaven's judgment yeah it's like <laughs> they're called the white berets um aptly named for their dumb hat and they're just like hello be <laughs> stricken down and then literally fucking god strikes you down 
Um, and and what is the crime that that caused you to get struck down by God for not paying money to come inside? Yeah, um, <laughs> that gets you struck down. There's some interesting uh, critiques, I think, of uh, religion. <laughs> is is Oda accidentally the most uh, like the the greatest social commentator to ever like? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but we'll get into them. Um, so far, the only reason is Bon Clay, but we'll get there. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Bon Clay, but um, it's complicated. But there's a lot of, um, there's definitely a lot of politics that I think he, maybe if, maybe he's not even that educated or intending to make these grand statements, but they happen. Um, yeah, <laughs> like maybe he wasn't writing as maybe he wasn't thinking I'm going to make this terrible fascist and it happened. Um, and then like when we get to the Fishman Island stuff, that's very intentionally political. And um, I think it's messier because he tried to make it more political. But right now we're just God's a <laughs> dickhead. That's all we've learned. Or yeah, because <laughs> it, it, it's. It's not a well, good reason for heaven's judgment. <laughs> yeah, the, the the reason is you came in and you didn't pay money. And then they they basically say, well, if you guys want to pay the money, you can. You just have to pay ten times the fee. And then they have them. Then he tells them how much, and they don't know what the conversion rate is, so they ask him. And one of the Sky People's money, which is X-Toll, is... Uh, 10,000 berries so mm -hmm. they can pay with 7 million berries for the, each of them so they're like to stall time it's like we'll pay when the last of our crew gets here mm -hmm. <laughs> which uh doesn't work out too well <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah. Nami comes back fleeing in terror from Seeing someone get smitten by God, <laughs> which smitten. is understa understandable, smote, smitten, smited. I don't know, smited, something. They 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 yell at her how much they have to pay. She's like, oh, seven million berries, and then she like freaks out and hits the head of the police with her waiver because she can't. She's angry about how much it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think that should be how we handle problems with capitalism. Um, wait, you want my money just to exist? I'm going to run you over with the jet ski. <laughs> with the jet ski. That makes it okay. It's the jet ski. It seems like there's this 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 stream of um, their captain. I think his name is McKinley. Just uh, saying bullshit. Yeah, he, it's just him like accusing them of crimes and stuff. Like he's like before. When they break off waiting for Nami and they're trying to get Luffy to not want to go to the the upper land and get struck down by God. Because Luffy is told that you're never ever supposed to go there. And if you do, someone will murder you. So Luffy is extra excited about it. Of course. <laughs> that's how they got here. The head of the police guy sees like the busted waiver that they recovered. And he's like, oh, you damaged someone else's property. That's an 11th degree crime. So in, in like a small way, they just, they like, 
are showing that every little thing you do wrong is punishable by God. Yes. <laughs> and it's also explained um, how that ship they found fell down. Uh, the class 5 crime is uh, you get sentenced to cloud drifting where they put your boat on a cloud that's like kind of stranded and then just send you off until you turn into skeletons which that's terrifying yeah. that's that's the, that's the phrasing that they used at least in the subs I was watching is that they just send you off until you're a skeleton mm-hmm. and then you come back and then you hang out as a skeleton <laughs> your skeleton friend so after Nami hits the guy in the head with her boat um, they're class 2 criminals and they go and fight uh they kind of charge into battle, and Luffy fights the some of the just generic police officer type guys, and uses a new attack called Gum Gum Fireworks, which is really cool. He's just mm-hmm. kind of like spinning in a ball, and then shot his arms everywhere, kind of like a firework exploding is what it looked like. I it hasn't really happened yet, but maybe maybe it's one, something that see in the manga. I'm not sure, but it, it would be neat to see him like cease. He kind of has, like, seen something. It's like, huh, that's cool, and then develops an attack off of it. Like, it'd be mm, neat to that's... see to see more of that. Yeah, the the pinwheel. Yeah, happened because of that, <laughs> and I I think I think there might have been something where he that made him think to combine the balloon with um for momentum, but I'm not sure. Um, it's kind of a I don't think there's much new stuff in the ways of fighting in Skypea. Um, yeah. So, sorry, but <laughs> So, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot like of the... uh beaten up cops. Yeah. Which I'm okay <laughs> with. Until I'm trying to I'm, when when does that stop? When when does that so... progress? Basically, after uh, he kind of beats up the cops and sends them away, the the head of them is like, well, now you get judged by the upper priests. It's not our problem anymore. And then... I've escalated the problem to my manager. (laughs) Pretty much. They, like, uh, kind of split up, and Luffy still wants to go to the island. And on the ship is Robin... Zoro, Nami, and Chopper. So they're sitting on the uh, on the ship, and then Sanji, Luffy, and Usopp are on land. And Nami talked to Konus about a special cloud that would get them past, like through the sea quicker, and that they wouldn't have to go to this island that Luffy wanted to go to. And um, what their their whole plan was to just trick Luffy. And, like, not let him know what they're doing, because he'd be too dumb to realize that they weren't heading there anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he usually figures out how to get into the shitty situation, though. So, But uh, what, what happens is, like, the ship's anchor raises, and then they start kind of drifting, up, drifting off, and then a giant shrimp pops up. Which is the Super Express Speed Shrimp, who has God plastered across his forehead, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of it pulls the ship towards 
the upper yard area, while Usopp, Luffy, and Sanji are still sitting on land. How much do you listen to my brother, my brother, and me? Uh, I listen to it occasionally. Okay. Um, I think it was either the most recent episode or the one before that, where they did this bit that is now pretty much everyone's favorite bit. Um, uh, about a, a child in a in a market who yells "Shrimp Heaven now," and I just realized that we found Shrimp Heaven. <laughs> this is Shrimp Heaven. I haven't caught up on it, but now the joke's gonna be even better when I get. Yeah. <laughs> Just think of that giant shrimp coming out with God plastered on its fucking forehead. I'm going to make a really good tweet about this. I promise you. They're being sent off by the shrimp, and that uh, three of them are are still on the land, so not all of them are uh, being taken to be judged by the upper priests yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, (laughs) they, uh, they get... Told, this is where you gotta go to go save your friends. Now go save them. Classic yeah. One Piece, One Piece way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so who all leaves? Because is it I, Zora, Robin, Chopper, and Nami are on the boat, okay. and then San- Sanji, Usopp, and Luffy are gonna go save them. Man, the the three strongest people, <laughs> and Usopp. Um. <laughs> who, who who counts as two people or Sanji and Luffy each one and a half each yeah exactly each one and a half <laughs> um so yeah they learn that they're up at the upper yard well specifically the sacrificial altar on in the upper yard um Sanji gets mad at God and <laughs> uh they basically are just like well shit we have to go up there um I don't remember who this person, who, which person we're talking about. I see the name Pagaya. Um, I don't think that's. We forgot to, uh, to mention mentioned them. him. Yeah, he's he's an old man who is okay. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, is it Conus's is, dad or yes, grandpa or something? Or just next to him. Yeah, I I think it's her dad. He's he's just an old old man who also lives there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and um, yeah, so he explains how to get there. Uh, to the yeah. to the to the altar. Um. And Luffy's got the pretty much straightforward Luffy responses. Oh, cool. We just got to beat up the priests and we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll just kill God. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) We just got to fight God and get our friends back. That's all you Mm got to do. Yep. And that uh, is, that's the episode. Um, Luffy's on his way to beat up God. Um. (laughs) I never thought we'd get to this point, Mm -hmm. especially this quickly. Yeah, it's only been uh well one fifty seven to be precise. Um <laughs> That's three years of one piece in broadcast time. Yeah, we're in two thousand three right now. There's a lot of interesting stuff that uh we're gonna learn. It's it's still mostly exposition for a little while, but uh we'll get some good stuff. Um Luffy is faced with a decision and he chooses balls, and that's all I'm gonna leave <laughs> you with. Or nice. Till next time. I'm it's... a I'm a, a big fan of uh this I, I like the exposition and then mm-hmm. uh like action thing build up because I've been playing D and D more with my friends recently. Mm-hmm. What watch us on Twitch and <laughs> oh I guess we're in the plugging side of the show now <laughs> <laughs> and uh it it's that that's I think is a good structure for like 
any storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot easier in like a tabletop setting because you need to set up the set up what you're doing before you do it. But I feel like it it works a lot better. It works really well in like kind of the arc thing that I don't know if Western media does very much. But you see in like shonen and stuff how it sets up like this is where they're at right now. These are the bad guys. Here's why they're bad. Now you gotta stop them. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's, it's a that lot better learning. than a lot of situations just sort of drop you in. You just it just starts happening, and it's like it's just, I don't, I can't care as much. I'm sorry. It's it's a lot better than eleven episodes of people kind of talking and doing stuff, and then the last episode of the season, someone dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that Western serial TV shows on cable that people love. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, I don't watch a whole lot of Western TV, but I watch a decent amount of movies, and so many movies start with an action, a cold open, <laughs> and it just doesn't. There's like only one example I can think of where I liked it, and it was because it was like Avengers two, and it was like a duh, it's <laughs> Avengers. I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. And it was pretty fun to watch. Um, but I think that's, we should probably call it. Uh, we're just going to keep yeah. rambling about bullshit. Um, although I, I like, I like this setup though. I, I really like the 50 or so minutes of talking about a couple episodes. Um, yeah. Better. It's just time to discuss things that are introduced. Yeah. Way, way more discussion in this one than um, usually it's just summary because we don't have time. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at we are watching OP. Um, it's mainly just dumb jokes we think of every now and then. Um, you can go up there now and you can see a picture of Buggy the Clown, but as a juggalo, thanks to Jory. Um, I got paid to do that. Yeah, you did that at your job, um, which was good. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, which is just J-O. Um, and... I have another podcast that I've mentioned a lot, actually, on this episode uh, called Got It Memorized. It's a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast in which we try and get a 100% consensus of what the fuck is going on in Kingdom Hearts, um, (laughs) hopefully before the next one comes out. Uh, So you can find that on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever. Uh, And you mentioned your Twitch. Where can people find your D&D streams? So they're getting uploaded to YouTube like a week or so after, but it's uh, Bear Bacon Media on Twitch and on YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, looking on any on Twitch or Twitter, it's going to be no spaces. Um, if the name sounds familiar, it's because it's the dumb name I plaster on anything I do that has any sort of focus. Um, if I have a dumb idea, I upload it's. I just upload it to my own personal channel. But anything that takes effort in, like, planning, I put under a more official moniker. Um, We're kind of doing a reset because the person who was DMing our group is moving up to North Dakota to be a teacher. So, understandably, he doesn't want to stay in South Dakota where he's not going to get that job. Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I set up all the camera equipment and I do all the graphics and everything for it. Plus, I I play a dragonborn bard, so I'm just a giant lizard who plays a guitar, and it's awesome. <laughs> Pretty sick. 
Um, do you do you take requests and do you know any Dragon Force? <laughs> I've been I've been really wanting to like learn basic shitty chords so I can just do it on the show. Scream out like embarrassing songs that would be funny to see a giant lizard sing. Yeah. <laughs> but that good. that's that's more effort than I'm willing to put in right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're busy. We're busy people. Um, it's like uh, I w- I was talking on uh, got memorized of man. There's so many like so many things I could do with my time, and instead I like it was, well at, at the moment it was I watch Kingdom Hearts and then talk about it every week, and <laughs> I'm caught up with One Piece, but I like it too much, so I'm gonna keep talking about it every week. Um, <laughs> one of these, if I, I wish I had time to read more, because I would catch up with the manga and be way more familiar with what we're talking about. Um, so maybe by water seven, but again, the farther we get in the show, the harder it becomes for me to do. So, um, <laughs> that is, I think all we have to say. So next time we will continue our Jaya adventure, not Jaya. What the fuck am I saying? We will continue <laughs> our Skype adventure. I hope this format's working out. I hope the regular episodes are better for people to, continue giving a shit about what we say but uh <laughs> for now uh to be continued to be continued